Okay, Rocketeers, we have a very special treat for you. I'm going to have my daughter, Aurora Webb, help me tell this story. She is going to be playing the part of Lily, the main character of our story. Say hi, Aurora. Hi. <laughs> Are you excited? Yeah. Okay, should we get started? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Life. Episode 25, Lily and the Bye-Bye Bad Glove. Lily was a very lucky girl. She lived in a nice little home at the end of a quiet street in the prettiest town in the world, Monarch. The town gets its name from the millions upon millions of monarch butterflies that fly in from all over the world every spring and call this place home. Why do they choose monarch of all places? Well, you see, Monarch doesn't have grass. The hills, the lawns, the pastures, every patch of land is completely covered in wildflowers. And Monarch butterflies happen to love wildflowers. So every spring, when the flowers are in full bloom and the cool rainstorms have swept over the land, the hills and yards glow with unimaginable color. Before long, fluttering among that color are beautiful orange and black butterflies. Lily laid across her flowered front yard under the pine tree, resting her chin in her hands and staring down at her fairy garden. She makes one every year to welcome the migration of butterflies and to give shelter to any fairies that may be passing through. She was putting the finishing touches on her woodsy masterpiece and she could tell there was something missing. What should I add to my fairy garden? She tilted her head as she looked at it. The little bark hut that was propped up against the tree trunk and decorated with daisies and wild roses looked fine, but something was definitely off. It wasn't the tiny moss rock steps she had leading up to the entrance. Those were lined up perfectly. And it couldn't be the mushroom pond next to it. She dug it into the shape of butterfly wings, filled it with water, and surrounded it with mushroom tops. If she were a butterfly or a fairy, she'd have a pool party every day in that thing. No, maybe it was. She twirled her braid that was also adorned with twigs and flowers. I got it! Lily unzipped one of her three fanny packs and pulled out a fistful of glitter. Carefully, she sprinkled it over the bark roof. There, now it's perfect. Hi, Lily. Lily looked up to see her neighbor Pedro riding his bike by her house. He waved at her with his cool rainbow glove. Hi, Pedro. Cool glove. Thanks. Lily had noticed Pedro wearing that glove everywhere he went lately. It was kind of his thing, like how she liked to wear three fanny packs around everywhere she went. Being really, really happy was also Pedro's thing. He always had a big, goofy smile on his face, no matter what he was doing. Even when he was out doing chores, 
He'd always get them done in a snap, and sometimes he'd be whistling. It was kind of strange, actually. With a big smile, Pedro put two fingers up to his forehead and saluted her. Lily giggled and saluted him back. That was their thing. She watched Pedro ride in circles on his bike while making motorcycle noises. He was pretending to be a giant butterfly and leading an army of butterflies behind him. Sometimes Lily wished she could enjoy life the way Pedro did. Lily, her dad called from the porch. Have you taken out the trash? Yes, Lily mumbled. Okay, then it's time for school. I'll be in in a minute. Lily called back to him, squinting an eye as she drew swirls in the roof glitter with her finger. You've told me that twice already. Come on, let's go. Ugh, fine. Lily stomped through the yard and up the porch steps. Lily was homeschooled, and that meant that her parents taught her lessons every day and expected her to complete assignments. Assignments were just a fancy way of saying hard stuff. And Lily didn't like doing the hard stuff. Sure, sometimes the lessons were fun and interesting, but when it came to the practice work she had to do, she would rather have one of her brothers step on her fairy garden. Oh yeah, she has brothers. Two of them. And they are loud, goofy, and love interrupting Lily during her fairy garden time. In fact, it was just earlier that day that her youngest brother, Stevie, mistook her garden for a really cool-looking chair and sat down on it. His big diaper butt smashed it to pieces. Normally, she just had to rebuild it once, but that day she had to rebuild her garden three times. First, Stevie sat on it, then Colin, that's her other brother, kicked a soccer ball into it. And then just a few minutes after she'd put it back together, the boys started wrestling and rolled right over it, flattening it like a pancake. It had been a really long day. Pushing through the worst of it, Lily finished her homeschooling lessons and then jumped up from the table. Whoa, 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 where are you going? Her dad asked. I'm going out to play, Lily said, backstepping towards the door. If I don't go out there soon... Colin's gonna pretend he's a T-Rex and step on my garden. And Stevie is already probably eating my flowers. Her dad laughed. There are plenty of flowers to pick for your garden, Lily. And I don't think you need to worry about anybody eating your flowers, because it's time for dinner. Can you please set the table? Uh. Lily rolled her eyes. She always had to set the table. Can I just go back out for a little bit? Six more minutes, please. No, her dad said. We need to eat dinner before it gets cold. Can you please tell your brothers to come in? Fine. Lily rounded up her brothers, who were in the middle of seeing who could cram more toys up their nose, and then set the table for dinner. Tonight, they were having corn chowder soup. Halfway through their meal, Lily held up her bowl. Is this enough? Her mom shook her head. Lily, there are only a few bites left. You need to eat all of it if you want dessert. Uh, seriously? Lily hated having to wait for dessert. She quickly took two more bites and held up the bowl again. How about now? All of it, her dad repeated. 
Lily groaned some more, but eventually finished her bowl. She bounced her legs anxiously as she waited for everyone else to finish. Once the plates were cleared and Stevie had successfully rubbed half his chowder into his poofy red hair, dessert was served. Fresh out of the oven, Mom brought over a homemade cherry pie, made with fresh cherries they'd picked at the park. What are we doing tomorrow? Lily asked, taking another delicious bite. We thought we'd go on a morning hike, her mom said. Another hike? Lily slumped into her chair. We always go on hikes. I don't want to go. I'm still finishing my fairy garden. And I need it done before all the f butterflies and fairies get here. Her dad set down his spoon. Lily, it's going to be a beautiful day. There'll be plenty of fun things you can collect along the trail for your fairy garden. And the view from the top of the mountain is amazing. Plus, he bounced his eyebrows. I heard the giant butterflies like to settle at the top of the trail. Some say they like to perch on top of the mountain. None of that sounded fun to Lily, and everyone knew that all that stuff about the giant butterflies was total hogwash. She just wanted to stay home, eat snacks, and work on her garden. Hiking was hard and tiring. It just felt like more work. Grumbling some more, Lily took her dish to the sink and got ready for bed, which was another thing Lily didn't love to do. Getting ready for bed was the worst. She wished she could just skip changing her clothes, brushing her teeth, and get right to the bedtime stories. She got there eventually, but only after having to dig her toothbrush out of Stevie's nose and after chasing Colin around the house to get her pajama shirt off of him. I just wish I didn't have to deal with all the hard stuff, Lily told her dad after he kissed her goodnight. Lily, the hard stuff is part of life, her dad said, running his hands through her hair. It teaches you things and helps you grow into a responsible adult. And without it, we wouldn't appreciate all the good stuff we have in our life. Well, I wish there was an easier way, Lily said. Sometimes I do too, her dad replied, and he kissed her goodnight. Good night, girlie. Good night. The next day, Lily went on that hike with her family, but she didn't enjoy it. She just moaned and complained all the way up the hill, kicking rocks and occasionally plopping down on the trail to cry about her aching feet. They didn't even make it to the top because her youngest brother Stevie started bawling his eyes out and they had to turn back. Lily complained every step of the way. The rest of the week was much of the same. More hard stuff. Lily slogged through her homeschool lessons, cleaned her room begrudgingly, took out the trash, rebuilt her fairy garden, had to share with her brothers, got into arguments, rebuilt her fairy garden again, set the table for dinner, got ready for bed, over and over again. The only thing that did seem to change was her neighbor Pedro. Every time Lily was out working on her fairy garden or swinging on the swings and letting the flowers tickle the bottoms of her feet, She'd see him out riding his bike, wearing that same rainbow glove. But every day he looked a little sadder, until by the end of the week he looked downright miserable. The dark-haired boy was slumped over his handlebars as if he were melting. Where's your glove? 
Lily called to him as she hopped off the swing. Pedro looked up and frowned at her. I didn't want it anymore. It just made me feel blah. Really? Lily was surprised to hear this. She was starting to think that crazy glove had something to do with Pedro being so happy. I thought it was pretty cool, she told him. Yeah, me too. Pedro stopped his bike and hopped off. I gotta go inside for dinner. Okay, bye. She tried doing their salute, but he didn't salute her back. He just dragged his feet all the way back to his house. Well, that was weird, Lily thought. But it only got more weird after that. The next day, Pedro was back riding his bike, only this time he wasn't slouching so much. And the day after that, he was full-blown smiling again. And the day after that, he was grinning from ear to ear and pretending to be king of the butterflies. Lily didn't get it. What happened to him? Later that afternoon, Lily was taking the trash to the road when she noticed something shimmering across the street. It was coming from her neighbor's trash can. Looking around to see if anyone was watching, she set the trash down and crossed the street. Her eyebrows shot up into her bangs as she saw what it was. It was Pedro's glove, half hanging out of the trash, shimmering in all its colorful glory. Did Pedro throw it out by mistake? Why would he throw it in the garbage? It'd be a shame to see something so pretty go to the dump. She looked at the glove's colorful fingers. She imagined herself wearing it. It could probably help her hand do more creative work on her fairy garden. She bet the butterflies and fairies would be attracted to it too. She bit her lip and again looked around. Then, making up her mind, she snatched the glove out of the trash and put it on. It fit perfectly, like it was made for her hand. She held it up and wiggled her fingers. The bright colors seemed to shimmer and glow in the sun. On the palm, there was writing in swirling red letters. Bye-bye, Bad? Lily read aloud. What does that mean? Lily, she heard her dad call from the house. It's time for dinner. Can you come set the table, please? Coming. Lily grumbled. Her dad closed the door. I just want to be done with dinner. She looked down at her glove and noticed that the tips of the glove's middle finger and thumb were gold. They started to glow after she spoke. Mesmerized, Lily touched the two fingers together and snapped. Lily's flowered braid whipped around her face as she spun. Everything around her blurred together and then slowed to a stop. She was now sitting at the dinner table. But the table had already been set. Dinner had already been finished. And dessert was sitting in front of her. Are you going to eat that? Colin said, pointing to the ice cream sundae in her bowl. Lily caught her breath and looked between her new glove and the ice cream, amazed. She smiled. Oh, I'm going to eat it. Lily gobbled up her ice cream unable to pull her eyes from the magical glove on her hand. Time to get ready for bed, her mom said a few minutes later. Lily grinned. Uh, I think I'm ready for stories. 
she snapped her bye-bye bad glove and she spun, catching quick glimpses of herself getting dressed and brushing her teeth in the whirling tornado around her until plop, she was laying in bed and her dad was sitting down next to her, ready to start his bedtime story. Lily pulled the covers up over her mouth and giggled with excitement. She couldn't believe it. She could skip all the hard stuff. The next day only got better. Snap! She said bye-bye to her lessons as she skipped right over them. Snap! She blurred past her chores. Snap! She skipped an argument with Colin. Snap! She fast-forwarded time out. Snap! She skipped a hike and arrived at the top of a mountain next to her family. Snap! She was done sharing her toy and had it back in her hands. Snap! She skipped over the long drive to the dentist office. Snap! She jumped over the visit with the dentist. Snap! She zipped through a tummy ache right to when she was feeling better. Snap! 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 Day after day, Lily gleefully snapped her way through everything hard that came her way. Every day, she said bye-bye to the bad stuff. But something happened on a beautiful Saturday morning that changed everything. Lily's dad sat down next to her at breakfast. He looked concerned. Lily, I don't like how you've been acting the last couple of weeks. Lily swallowed her bite of cereal. What do you mean? It's like, it's like you keep repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again. Now, I know we all repeat mistakes, that's part of life, but you keep making the same exact mistakes multiple times a day. You keep fighting with your brothers about the same things, you keep getting the same answers wrong on your practice worksheets, it's like you aren't learning from your mistakes. And then you have this blank look on your face whenever you're doing your chores. It's kind of creeping me out. Is everything okay? Lily felt like she'd swallowed a toad. Um, yeah. You sure? Because you'd tell me if something was bothering you, right? Of course. Her dad gave her a long, questioning look. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I love you. I love you too. All day, Lily thought about that conversation with her dad. She didn't remember making all those mistakes because it all happened during the blur of hard things she'd skipped over. She kept looking down at her glove, worried and confused. Was she doomed to keep making the same mistakes for the rest of her life as long as she skipped over all the hard moments? Was it worth it? Later that night, while Lily was eating her cookie dessert, she smacked her lips. What's wrong? Her mom asked. Don't you like it? It's so sweet, Lily said, not believing the words coming out of her mouth. It's as sweet as every other dessert we have, her dad said. I'll eat it, Colin shouted, ready to grab the dessert out of her hands. Sure. Lily slowly pushed the plate over to him. Her parents stared at her, stunned, oblivious to the fact that Colin was now devouring the cookie like a ravenous beast while Stevie was riding the robot vacuum around the table. 
Lily felt just as stunned. She realized that everything she'd been slowing down to eat over the last couple of weeks was sweet. And now, sugary desserts didn't taste as good as they used to. It was too much. Things only got worse. The next day, every time she snapped her fingers to skip something, she became more and more bummed out. All the fun things she was jumping to just didn't seem as fun or satisfying anymore. All the stuff she used to love was becoming boring. That afternoon, once her dad had finished work, Lily and her family headed up the road to the mountain. Dad wanted to try that giant butterfly trail they hadn't finished, and he figured they'd have just enough time to go all the way up and back before dinner. Lily stopped at the head of the trail and looked down at her glove, her fingers ready to snap. But she hesitated. This was the part she normally skipped. All the uphill walking, the branches smacking into her face, the heat. But for some reason, a part of her didn't want to skip it. All of her recent snaps had made her miserable. Maybe just this once she wouldn't use the glove. Her dad stopped and looked back at her. Lily, you coming? Lily took a deep breath. She knew this was going to be hard. But who knows? Maybe she'd find something to enjoy along the way. I'm coming, she said. Tightening the strap on her three fanny pack belt, she marched down the trail with her family. It didn't take long for Lily to start feeling the aches in her feet, and the sweat was starting to drip down her forehead. She swatted irritably at a few flies that kept buzzing into her face. This was usually the point when she started to cry and whine. She touched her bye-bye bad glove fingers together, but stopped herself. I can do this, she told herself. She swatted the flies away one more time and then pushed on. A few steps ahead, she found a really cool purple rock covered in green moss. Ooh, this would be perfect for my fairy garden, she said, running over and scooping it up. Her parents smiled at her as she tucked it away in one of her fanny packs. Lily's fanny packs got fuller and fuller the further up the trail they went. Rare flowers, strange rocks, twisted sticks, it seemed that at every turn there was something perfect to add to her garden. She even found a cool walking stick for her brother Colin, who was starting to get tired and complain. But once he had an awesome twisted walking stick, he was happy again. Lily noticed that the wildflowers along the trail were getting bigger and bigger the higher they went. They started out small, then grew to the size of dinner plates about halfway up, and were practically the size of extra-large pizzas as they neared the end of the trail. By the time they reached the top of the mountain, all three of Lily's fanny packs were bulging with fairy garden accessories, and the flowers were as big as tractor tires. Totally pooped, Lily sat down on a boulder at the top of the mountain and cooled off in the shade of a giant drooping flower that covered her like a beach umbrella. You did it, her mom said to the kids. Oh, wow, look at that view. Lily's jaw dropped when she looked out. It was incredible. She could see forever. The wildflowers blanketing the surrounding hills and mountains swirled together in bright splashes of color, as if someone had dumped a giant bucket of rainbow paint over the town. 
Lily whispered. Her dad took in the view. Little Stevie patted his head like a drum from his perch in dad's hiking backpack. See, doesn't it feel good to accomplish something? He said, looking down at Lily and Colin. The view's always better when you put in the work. Lily thought about that. Her dad was right. The view did seem extra beautiful since they'd worked so hard to get there. And she had to admit, the hike itself wasn't all that bad. Sure, it was tiring and a little uncomfortable, but she'd found ways to enjoy it. Lily thought about what her dad had told her about dealing with challenges, about how hard things, or the bad stuff, as she liked to call it, was just a part of life, and that hard stuff teaches us things and makes us stronger. She thought about the bland cookie. Without the difficult things in life, the happy moments wouldn't be as sweet. She looked at her dad and smiled. I love you, Dad. I love you too, girly. What do you say we start down the trail? Let's do it! Her dad winked at her. Now your legs are going to be even stronger for our next hike. Maybe I'll be able to run up the mountain next time. <laughs> Maybe. With some effort, Lily picked one of the giant flowers and tied it to her belt. For my fairy garden. She told her parents. As they took their first steps back down the trail, they felt something big flapping behind them. Whatever it was, its flapping was blowing Lily's hair into her face. Slowly, the whole family turned to see a giant monarch butterfly flying above them at the top of the mountain. Its stunning orange and black wings were as big as a dining table, and its body was bigger than Lily's dad. It flapped its wings gracefully, shading her family from the sun behind it. And then, with one last flap, it swooped down from the mountain peak, and they watched it join several more giant monarchs as they soared over the mountains. Lily was speechless. Oh, I didn't get to write it, Colin moaned. His dad ruffled his hair and laughed. Maybe next time, bud. Come on, let's head down before it gets dark. When they reached the end of the trail, Lily washed up and gladly set the table. Dinner that night was the best she'd had in weeks. It was nice finally eating something with some salt in it, and the green vegetables were yummy and fresh. Lily even enjoyed the conversation around the dinner table and laughed at Stevie, who was face-painting with mashed potatoes. After dinner, Lily headed outside and put the finishing touches on her fairy garden, using everything she'd collected from the hike. When it was done, the garden glowed with color. She set the giant wheel-sized flower next to it and stepped back to look it all over. It was perfect. Lily felt her hair blowing into her face again. Confused, she turned and looked up. Flapping above her were several giant monarch butterflies. Lily jumped up and down and clapped as the enormous butterflies fluttered down to her garden and nibbled at the giant flower's nectar. Giggling, she stroked their soft, velvety wings. All along the street, her neighbors came out of their homes just in time to watch the magnificent creatures take to the sky and fly back towards the mountains. Everyone clapped and cheered as they went. Overjoyed, Lily clapped along with them. 
she spotted Pedro whistling across the street. With a big smile, he waved to her and gave her the salute. Lily giggled and saluted him back. Noticing the glove on her saluting hand, she slowly took it off, one finger at a time, and sighed. She knew what she had to do. She ran down to the trash can by the garage and lifted the lid. The hand gripping the glove was covering the word bad on the palm so that all that was left were the words bye-bye, she said, tossing the glove into the trash. But without her noticing, the glove caught on the trash can lid and fell to the ground. La, 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 Lily sang as she skipped back up to the front door. Behind her, a gust of wind carried the glove out into the street. It flopped a few times before being run over by a bike tire. The bike skidded to a stop and a curly-haired boy stepped off. He squatted down next to the glove and picked it up. Cool, he said, turning it over in his hands. When your life's been put on hold for far too long When the sorrow and despair is growing strong There is always something good to be obtained From breaking loose and leave the things that kept you chained Okay, Rocketeers, that was so fun narrating the story with Aurora. <laughs> Aurora, thank you so much for joining me, cute girl. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, um, I hope you guys enjoy it and stuff. <laughs> I worked really hard on helping my dad and stuff. Oh, but you I did hope. so good. You did so good, <laughs> cute girl. And Aurora loves it when I put butterflies in her bedtime stories. Huh? So that's why I put a yeah. bunch of butterflies and flowers in this story. Mm-hmm. This one's for you, cute girl. Thanks. Um, I wanted to ask you, this story we're obviously talking about dealing with hard things. And we deal with a lot of hard things every yeah, day. Yeah, you huh? can't really skip all them or else like, that's like you're, all you're, you need to like, do th- some hard things or else, like, you're going to make keep making the same mistakes over again because you haven't really been keep, because you haven't really, like, been learning learning a, a bunch because you've been skipping a bunch of stuff. Like, but, but if you, like, take the skipping part away, then, like, you're going to start learning more and stuff. Yeah, so why, why do you think we deal with hard things in life? Aurora. So then we can learn from the hard things and stuff. We can like learn from them. Yeah. It's not fun dealing with hard things, but we learn a lot from them, huh? Mm -hmm. So you think it's important that we have hard things? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me too with doing homeschool here. I just want to watch TV and stuff, but I get two break days, hopefully, but (laughs) you need to do school and hard things sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. 
So how should we act when we're faced with a challenge? When we deal with hard things, how do you think we should act? We should like take a deep breath and not and don't like whine and stuff. Just say I can do it. And if you mess up, you can just start over again. And if you need a little help, you can ask the parent. You're awesome. Get the parents and stuff. You're so cute. I love <laughs> it. Yep, having a good attitude, huh? Sometimes bad things happen to us as a result of bad decisions we make, huh? Sometimes we make bad decisions and、yeah. bad things, hard, hard stuff comes our way. Maybe you didn't want to ride your bike with a helmet and you fell off and really hurt your head. Yeah, yeah and but that could have been avoided, right?、Oh, yeah, and one time, like when I fell, I had my helmet on, and I came up. Mommy said there was like a dent in my helmet, so. If I wasn't wearing my, that helmet, my head wouldn't have cracked open. Probably. probably, but sometimes bad things happen to us, even when it isn't our fault. Yeah. Maybe someone else is being mean to us at school, or that doesn't mean you should hit them and stuff. No, no, of course not. Maybe someone we love is moving away, or <laughs> maybe someone we love is passed away. That would be really sad. It's really sad, and these are very, very hard things. But even these hard things can teach us something, huh?、Mm-hmm. And one thing that's really interesting is that when we've had hard things happen to us, it makes us better able to empathize with others who are going through something similar. So remember, empathize means we imagine what others are feeling. We feel for them and understand what they're going through. So when we do that, we can comfort each other. And when you do something good, it kind of makes you feel good. But when you do something bad, it kind of makes you feel a little bad, and you feel like a hard feeling in your thing. In your heart. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, huh? But what's most important is that when we see each other pushing through hard things, we reach out and help one another. <laughs> we comfort each other,、mm-hmm. huh? It's good to do that, cause then. You like feel good. It's good to help people, other people. It's true. And remember, bad things or hard stuff doesn't last forever, right? There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So Aurora, my six-year-old daughter, I love you. I tricked、mm-hmm. you into saying I love you a few times in the story. Did you hear that? I made you say I love you, Daddy. Did you catch that? No. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, Aurora, love you, girly. Thank you so much for helping me out. Yeah. And let's let's give a quick shout out to a couple awesome Rocketeers who have been listening to these stories. A big shout out to Shia from Seattle, Washington. Shia, woo, yeah, Shia. And another shout out from another six-year-old, just like you. What? Yeah. Who's listening in Utah? Kate, thanks for listening. Hey, Kate!、Yeah. Big shout out, thanks, Kate, for listening, and thank you, Rocketeers, for tuning in. And don't forget to check back next time for an all new episode. These are your hosts, Greg and Aurora Webb. Bye. <laughs> Bye.